Hello, boys, girls, ladies and gentlemen. It's Jack Fitzpatrick here, back with another episode of Fits and Chips, the official Hawthorne Football Club podcast. As always, I'm joined with my good mate and co-host, James Frawley. How are you, Chip? G'day, mate. What's going on? Looking handsome, but uh, as always. But, uh, yeah, you, you're still looking pretty sharp tonight, mate, with your hair. Still uh, got the... The ponytail going, which is yeah. very nice. Yeah, I had it actually uh, touched up a bit recently, got the shave and shaved the sides and whatnot, so just sharpened up a little bit. I reckon you should uh, get a goatee going. Goatee with the, with the mohawk ponytail look. The mohawk. We've, I think we've discussed the fact that I had a mohawk once before. Yeah, that's crook. Didn't really look that good, but it was funny while it lasted. Uh, we've got a special guest with us this week, as we always do, and uh, we've gone right to the top this time, Chip. Um, none other than the superstar, the legend, the captain, Jad Ruffhead. How are you, Ruffy? Fitzy. Very happy to be here, boys. Uh, I'm a bit shattered. I'm about fourth or fifth in line. I would have thought if you wanted ratings number one, you tried me first week. Um, yeah, well, you've got to get some runs on the board before you get the big fella in, can't you? With the, the amount of guests, that you, the guests you've had on, I would have thought they need runs on the board too. So you have six last week. No, there's a couple of go. Uh, start low, start high. Keep, yeah. Keep, keep creeping up. Uh, okay. low, we started with the vice captain. Which one? Isaac. Okay. Isaac. Yeah. And he was quite good. Yeah. Perko. Yeah. Very FLW superstar. FLW yep. superstar. I'm a favourite player, so I don't know. Yeah, well, it's a Ford's thing, I suppose. Ford's always looking after one another. Yeah, maybe. At the square. Probably. And, uh, <laughs> Who'd win a one on one? You were Perko. Oh, I'd like to think that I've got the knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> Just the leading patterns and understand my teammates. And then we had Sis and Brownlow medal favourite Tom Mitchell. Mm. So we have got some big dogs, but you're right up. You're the number one. Okay. As you know. And as you will admit. Um, <laughs> as a, it is great to have you on. Um, yeah. As the captain yep. and uh, experienced statesman, tell us about the Hawks season so far. Oh, I think it, to start off, uh, it was good. We were 5-2. and two. Uh, We'd got a, main, a lot of our group back, Chip being one, Shadow being the other. Uh, and we'd had the 12 months of playing with the new blokes that had come in last year. So I think we started off... Uh, pretty well. Obviously, we had a, a bit of a slip up that mid patch with the West Coast Brisbane games. Uh, but if you have a look at across the board, I'd think if you're a Hawthorne fan, you'd still be pretty upbeat with how the season's gone and, and potentially what could happen in the next four weeks to you know eight weeks. Yep, absolutely. And it's a really interesting season in the fact that we can still finish in the top four, but we can also not make the finals. Like it's a really delicately poised. And as we know, you give yourself the best chance if you do make the top four. Um, do you believe this group has the ability to go deep in September if things go our way and you get a bit of luck? Yeah, well, why not, for one? Um, as you said, the, anything can happen. Uh, you look at what's happened the past two years with the Premiers, they've both come from uh, outside, well, one especially has come from outside the eight, but this time last year I don't think Richmond were probably sitting back thinking flag was uh, a high priority. Uh, and then you look at, uh, it's pretty much in our hands the season. Uh, we just keep winning and uh, we don't have to rely on other teams losing or uh, winning for us to play finals. We keep winning, then that'll happen. No, you're right though, um, and it is a different group to yep. what you've you know you've been here so long and had so much success. But it's a completely different group and dynamic to what it was even two, three seasons ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 interesting because it, you know the last game I've got to play with um, Mitch and and Louis and Hilly and these guys was the 15 granny, and then we throw 18 months ahead, and um, there's nine blokes from that team gone. Uh, we've got a lot of fresh faces in and um, you, you're told to lead this group which has been uh, interesting challenge but at the same time uh, it's been pretty exciting to see the emergence of some of these young guys coming through and also the guys that we've got from other clubs that are, have been pretty impressive since getting here. Yeah, absolutely. Especially uh, Fitzy not being here, it's probably a positive isn't it? 
Well, he, I think that was part of your deal. So we tried, we got you, um, and we needed a minder because we understood that your hit track history uh, hasn't been great. Obviously, mm-hmm. we'll share it off at Boxing Day um, test match. <laughs> young fella, I just you know you're going bad. You're past twenty five. You're past twenty five. No, it wasn't. Yes, was... you were. What year was that? Two thousand and. 11 or 13? Anyway, you're, you were, you are a role model. So we're bringing you across, Chip. We needed a minder or someone that understood you. So bringing Fitzy in and no one being was, a footy nut. No one understood Fitzy, though. No, I don't, I don't think my parents understood <laughs> Chip. <laughs> but to be fair, I, I think it was you guys just got Chipper over um, to make sure that when you targeted me, I was actually keen because I knew someone would come over. That was probably more likely. Yeah, I think well, you nearly won What do you mean? Probably a bonus. Mate, I've Such got photos of you from my first or second Best and Ferris where you've, uh, you're have you a paid-up member that paid to come <laughs> to the Best <laughs> and Ferris. <laughs> it's, it's, mate, it's amazing. 170 bucks over, I think, about 12 years ago. I'm surprised you paid that. Uh... Uh, Mum would have paid it. I didn't have a yeah. job as a teenager. <laughs> It would have been his Christmas or birthday present. <laughs> yeah, it would have been. So we had a table right up the back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember coming up. Would demo on that guy as well? No, no. Nah, nah. I was with my f- my mate and his family who were all Mad Hawks fans. So. It's very um, weird. 2007, 8 and 9, yeah. which was yeah, which is good. <laughs> so, oh, you're a funny man. Oh, well, mate, I'm just a Mad Hawks fan. What more do you want me to do? Do you have an overgrown suit? Do you wear Damo's old suit? No, it was in the, it was in the time where suits were like snakeskin, snakeskin shoes, and oh, I had you know, cream sunnies. type shoes. Yeah. No, didn't never had the white sunnies. Yeah. It would have been like a pinstripe suit with a yeah. pink pastel. Yeah. You know, very handsome, very handsome. Yeah. I don't know. I was killing it, yeah. killing it. Um, we played free on the weekend. Played away. Always difficult to win in the West. Can you talk the viewers through or the listeners? I should subscribers. say. Um, Exactly how difficult it is to win in the West in ter- and what the process is in flight, and getting there, how you spend your days, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, we've been pretty lucky to, uh, to obviously have a good record when we go to Perth. Uh, you know, you look at the finals in 15 and obviously having Jack Russell, who's very, very good at what he does, he sets up the plan. So uh, for all the subscribers slash listeners, uh, there was about nine of us that went across on Friday. Uh, we got to Perth. Uh, about three o'clock, and we we always the whole group, no matter what time you get there, we stayed at Melbourne time. So uh, we were eating dinner at five o'clock on a Friday afternoon, which was <laughs> <laughs> which was interesting because dinner at five o'clock in Perth, it's on a Friday Arvo is just like power hour for most of the city people. So it was it was all happening in this uh, restaurant that we were at, and the whole dining room was empty except for, except for seven or eight of us. So. Um, we got, as Chip said, we were in bed pretty early. Uh, the rest of the group came over, but we were we were down at Cottesloe the, the next day. Normally, the people that go across early are the more older statesmen. So, there's Chip, Izzy, myself, Shawnee Burgoyne. Uh, who else did we have? We had uh, a couple, couple of young lads, Alberto. And yeah, Mitch. I tried to say a couple of older statesmen, but they jumped on as well because it's normally for blokes that you know if their back sees up or they get a better response by getting across. So. Um, we went down to the beach on the, the Saturday morning. The boys got across and trained, and then from then on, it was just like a normal pre-game prep. So, as I said, we, we try to stay to Melbourne time as best as we can. So, I think the doc, who's up very early, was up at 3.30 on yeah, Sunday right. morning walking the streets. No coffee, no coffee shops open. But, um, and then, of course, the new ground. We hadn't played at Optus Stadium before. We trained there the day before, and it was um, it was pretty good. It was a nice stadium, pretty hard. But in saying that... You're only there for two hours, really, and it's like a business trip. Yep. It's in and out yeah. pretty quick. Yeah, get the job done. And we did get the job done, and the spirits post-match seemed pretty high. It was free or obviously low on the uh, lower on the ladder, but it was certainly a danger game. Not only can they play well, but you see 
across the whole season that upsets always happen. We saw last last week Gold Coast beating Sydney. We lost to yep. Brisbane, who were going well, but twice, you know, they're lower on the ladder and they've beaten us. So it was certainly a danger game for us. Yeah, it was. And, and you said, you know, they can beat anyone. They beat uh, Port Adelaide two weeks prior to us going there and, and push Essendon the week before. So... Um, you know, we said before the game that anything could happen and obviously we needed to be on our game early. Uh, and I think we set the scene five goals to three in that first quarter. And then, uh, you know, after half time, if they got on a bit of a run there, you know, you get the Freo crowd and whatnot back in the game, anything can happen. But um, within the first, you know, three or four minutes of that, sec- uh, that third quarter, sorry, we'd kick two goals and the game was, was pretty much dead then. Yeah, I think it was well and truly a business trip. You go into the hotel... There's like a little dungeon, little jail cell in there. So oh, good. Boys got in there and just focus for the game. And in where? In, your... in the room. I think you had a, a palace upstairs. Yeah, rough, I think rough most of the boys the were... Uh, I have a single bed. We were in a little, fe- we little room. and uh, yeah. You'd have been in the penthouse. Don't kid yourself, right? I've never been one. And we've never what, been What one. level were you on? 12? Yeah, I was two. <laughs> you would have you would actually yeah, but been I'm in not, the car But I'm not 10 times better than you. Yeah, me and Izzy were... Izzy and I. Izzy and I. Uh, That's the dad coming out of you, isn't it? Oh, yeah, because Pippa's talking. Yeah, she's, yeah. Oh, maybe she's an early learner. <laughs> Probably. Hopefully, she's got Sarah's IQ, she might be. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's hope she's thrown more to the mother. Um, <laughs> Correct. <laughs> we can actually discuss you being a dad, though, rough, whilst right. we're on the topic. Um, tell us about how it's, if it has changed you as a person, changed your outlook on life, yep. life look, outlook on footy. Um, and also, how would Sarah, your lovely, beautiful wife, describe you as a father? Uh, well, it's definitely changed me because um, I, I didn't have a clue what was going to happen before she came along. So you can prepare yourself as best as possible. Sarah was pretty good in terms of decking the whole house out and getting what we needed. And um, But until she came along, I had really no idea. It was basically look after myself and look after Sarah. But now with Pippa, she doesn't – you come home. Um, so, for instance, we got home at, what, 3 o'clock? 3 a.m. 3 a.m. Monday morning. Yeah. Um, Pippa doesn't care. She was up at seven yesterday morning, and yep. no, it's not like I have to can just sleep in and and uh, leave her to it. Uh, so you're up and you know you're clicking into dad mode straight away. So it's been good. She's a little bit sick at the moment, but um, you know you, you get home after a long day. I'll go home after this, and she'll be there grinning and ready to see you. And that's what's the best thing about it. You get home, and she doesn't care if you've had a good or a bad day. She'll be smiling and ready yep. to see you. Yeah. Um, Sarah would say that. Uh, I'm a bit too full on in terms of getting home and trying to get everything done in terms of washing and um, trying to just make life a bit easier for her. Sometimes you've got to get home and make sure you do see the girls and say good day. But uh, I'd say she's pretty impressed with what I'm doing so far. Yeah, right. How's she, the, how's give yourself a pat on the back. No, well, she's a real superstar. She's been amazing. Um, you know, nights before games when you're a bit uh, when you're trying to be a bit selfish in preparation for a game, she's the one that's up all night and stuff like that. But you know, for a first-time mum, I think she's doing a really good job. Yep. You do have a few OCD traits. How's it go with having a baby? Is there anything that... Well, it's not too bad at the moment because she's not crawling or moving around. So yeah. she's just started to roll, which will mean in the next month or so, um, there'll be no more just laying on the couch and looking at her on the floor. You know, you pretty much got to walk around and follow her the whole time. But um, she's on the, on the solids at the moment, and having Mallow inside is good too because as soon as the f- food drops on the floor, Mallow just swings on it. So yeah. you don't need to worry yeah. about that. Pretty easy clean up because we yeah a few of the boys in here have mentioned how you like a nice and clean locker area and yeah. you're very anal in that regard. I always have my speedo sitting out of my locker and every time I'll come back. You've got ch- three, ch- pairs, in locker. three pairs, <laughs> and awful pairs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> mate, awful pairs. Uh, don't, like I don't know 
You, well, you've been in I rotated, I rotated with a fair bit. But you wouldn't have taken him home and watched him. Yeah, I'll once or twice. He doesn't Liar. take himself home and watch himself. He goes, yeah. Once or twice. Yeah. Lies. <laughs> he doesn't once. go home and wash himself. Well, like, you know, I'll, I'll wash my spouse. I'll be a soap in the shower and clean yeah. around there, take them off. So yeah. a bit of soap on them. With it, yeah, so. yeah, no, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Each their own, mate. Yeah. Um, so we thought on the dad topic, mm-hmm. uh, if you could share one or two of your best dad jokes, if you've got any that come to mind. No, because again, she's not quite there in terms no, of we'll being able to laugh. Not for her, now yeah. that you're a dad, give something for the What did Joe? Well, Joe's one the other day. What did the cheese say when it looked in the mirror? Halloumi? <laughs> That's not bad. That's actually quite good. <laughs> yeah, That's quite he good. didn't get it. He, you could tell, you could, he looked at it and then he put his head down because he didn't quite get it. Whereas you laugh. I thought that was just very poor. That's joke. because he's well, a Well, you tell me one. Very poor. I don't, I'm very bad at jokes. Yeah, okay. Just, at least I'm, I've had a go. I'm just funny. i got one for you. Yeah, go. Did you hear about the bloke who ran over himself? No one would go to the shop for him, so he ran over himself. Yeah, it's pretty average. <laughs> that's that's my go-to. That was yes, quite good. Thank you. No, I was quite happy with that. No, They'll no, get yeah. a laugh. Someone listening will laugh at that. Okay. I can almost. They'll laugh you. at you, not. With, oh, about that's the joke. still a laugh, isn't it? Yeah. Arguable. There's there's another one. This one's probably worse. Don't don't, don't go there. <laughs> I can go with. Don't. Go there. <laughs> don't. All right, fine. Let us slide, mate. No, nah, all right, fine. I'll, cool. I'll take that personally. That's right. Um. So a big topic in the AFL at the moment is the rule changes and potential rule changes going forward. And we hear that um, there's potentially as many as six that they're talking about and whatnot. But um, there's probably three main ones. And actually, news coming through today as I was driving out here is that a VFL game this weekend between Werribee, where I'm assistant coaching, and Coburg will trial a couple of separate rules. Is runner slash is runner? It was Um, assistant coaching. Multitask, yeah. So do you get two wages? Uh, no, because I'm not that selfish, mate. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that is news coming out that they are looking at a bigger goal square, mm-hmm. 18 metres, and also the 666. Um, what are your thoughts on the whole rule change? Do you think the AFL needs to do things? Are you happy with the state of the game? What are your thoughts? Oh, I don't. I'm not, a, I'm not one that's too opinionated on, I guess. I like the 666, uh, only because it might stop congestion and the flooding and... Um, the stoppage set up because if there's so many stoppage set ups you don't really have the I suppose the uh, the nous to just play you've got to play from a set up whereas um, centre bounces and whatnot you've got the whole ground to pretty much play with so that one I like the bigger goal square I don't like uh, I don't see why we need I saw the uh, St Kilda vision the other day where there's a line across the middle of the ground we're just might as well go out there with Colonel with the uh, line marker and just start <laughs> running around making lines <laughs> everywhere or something with like that with like honestly there's, some of them are just like this big one that goes across the ground like that, a goal square to here. Um, you know the umpires are good, but if we're chucking more rules in there yeah. and they have to police, you know, six feet inside a or twelve feet inside a uh, a fifty at every stoppage. Yeah. So how does it actually work? If you so if the stoppage is here, but if it's general play and the ball's up there and then the stoppage happens, you have, you have to get, get back. back. Three three pairs have to get back. And how long have you got to get back there? Well, that's the question. That's all I, yeah. that's the same so, and that, they say that that one will slow it up because yeah. the umpires will have to wait and say, yeah. no, yeah, we yeah, haven't. But, but if you actually made it, no, we're throwing it up straight away and if you're not back, that's what could actually work because you can't go too far. Well, why, why from if I'm, if I'm up here on someone, because most forwards push right up half the ground, yeah. it's a fair way to get back. No, but that's the point. So seconds. they won't leave that far in the first place uh, yeah. if they can't afford to give the free kick. Can I also ask, why wouldn't we just 
throw the ball up instead of having these ruck nominations and then that'll stop the whole slowing of setting it up and stuff like that. Oh, I agree with you. It's The problem is that midfielders who aren't intelligent in the first place actually don't understand the ruck rules and give away stupid free kicks. No, no. That's what it is. Because uh, you're, don't, coming, don't you're, 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 you're here. Stop it. You're run. running all the way from here and sometimes the umpire's looking around saying, who's nominated? It's just like, who cares, mate? Just throw it up. I agree. The simple one with the ruck rule, which should just be throw it up and if more than one player from the same team goes up, free kick. Correct. It's so simple. Thank yeah. you. But anyway... Uh, Chip, what are you, we've heard from Ruffy, he's a forward with his thoughts on the rule changes. What are your thoughts? Does it, will it make your job harder if the game's a bit more open? Uh, you might actually have to start defending one-on-one, which defenders haven't done for a while. So I'll be happy with that. <laughs> um, no, I think, um, I guess growing up watching the footy and um, you know, just loving the actual game, I don't think um, it needs to be drastic changes. I think especially the last few weeks, there's been some pretty good footy, uh, especially good sides playing against each other. and. Um, yeah, the, the games I've been playing have been pretty high quality. Um, I guess there's always going to be poor teams in the in the competition, and, and sometimes you have a blowout, and I guess that's just going to happen, um, especially with 18 teams in the competition. Mm. Um, but yeah, I guess if there is any changing of rules, yeah, you wouldn't want to be too drastic. Just uh, little tweaks here and there, but yeah. No, I, and I, like I think that's the biggest beat up in the media is how supposedly crap the game is to watch. Mm. I think it's in, as good as it's ever been, and it's probably better than it was 20 years ago. It's just, we always look back to the grand final of 1995, not round 13. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Oh, who, who won the grand in 95? Um, Carlton. I didn't know that. Oh, get help. Come on, Amy. Oh, I actually didn't know that. Who did they beat? Do you remember? Uh, 95, I think. Because thank you, in the 97. 95, they bet, beat. Um, I'll give you three. Essendon? No, nah, close. Geelong. Oh, yeah, Not bad. He okay. is a footy footy buff, Rafi. We do know that. Um, hey, with the change, everything I've heard in the media, Rafi, is that apparently you were retiring. So the rule changes might not affect you anyway. Every, the last two weeks, all I've heard is, oh, Ruff had contract, he's done. Can you explain what was the thought process between between that? You came out last week and defended yourself, which I like. Just smack uh, it. Tell me why people were thinking uh, this. Not too sure. Oh, I, there's been games where I probably haven't been uh, up to standard with what I want and with what the team probably wants so uh, and being on the other side of 30 I guess you're going to have those questions asked no matter what so uh, it's not a great concern I wouldn't have thought it's just what happens with footy these days yeah. but in saying that yeah contracted next year and we'll see how we go that's what I like to hear um, <laughs> and speaking of contract talks sort of free agency as well um, what are our thoughts on we hear particularly NRL, but other sports across the world? Soccer, you have your Bosman transfers where people will openly admit they're leaving before a contract ends. Mm. Would you like to see that happen in footy, where players can be more honest about, yeah, I will look to explore my options, or do you like the whole no, no, you see out your contract um, and then worry about it at the end of that? Uh, well, with you saying that, I'd say that we're the only sport that doesn't do that. Yeah. In a way, uh, you're, a big, you're a big follower of the American sports. Yeah, 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 yeah. The NRL one I don't really like because they can still swap teams up until. But you look at Aaron. Home. Aaron Woods signs a four-year deal with a new team uh, at the end of last year, and he's gone within ten weeks of playing for that new team. So he's played for his third club in six months, which doesn't quite make sense in, NRL, in NRL. But uh, I, I think with where sports going and with AFL bringing in free agency, and I think they'd like to see that, and I think it's only going to benefit the the league and the competition. It's going to drum uh, up more excitement and, and intrigue within the free agency period or uh, in a bloke's contract year. But if you have... I mean, most of the guys that 
put off contract talks to the end of the year are gone anyway. Yeah. Uh, Bud, BJ got a... Uh, Lynch has got a question mark, but most of these guys that are putting off talks to the end of the year are mainly that you look at what happens and they all end up going yeah, anyway. Go. So yeah. uh, it's interesting. Uh, I, I think eventually it will happen, but it's a matter of also having the media not jump on them when they do announce it like they're traders or something like that because yeah. you're still contracted till October 31. So mm. if I was going to leave, you're still going to give your heart and soul till October 31. Um because imagine if Bud came out at the start of 13 and said, yeah, I'm leaving at the end of the year. We still got the best of him in that year anyway, so yeah, I don't absolutely. think it's too big a concern. Absolutely. You? Fair enough. Chip? Well, he's uh, been through it. He's an example. Yeah. Chip's been through it. And it, like, it gets pretty, pretty full on at times, the speculation. Yeah, it does get full on, yeah. Um, I, guess, um, yeah I guess what Ruffy's saying in the future, I think it will lead to that path where players can actually say what they're thinking and... Um, and it come out in the media, etc. Um, but I think a lot relies heavily on the club as well, mm-hmm. um, you know, to be willing to accept that information that the player tells them, and and um, yeah, you know, doesn't kick him out of the team or yeah, also or ship cl- him off straight away. The, the clubs have got to be pretty careful because they're the, they're the first ones to preach loyalty too. When you go when mm-hmm. you come into a contract negotiation and saying you know take less and stuff like this to uh, to hopefully get success, and and that's been the case here, and it's been great, but also. Um, you know, when it's time to come out the other end or when it's time to go, they'll be the first ones to jump on you or yeah. swag you when you're leaving. So, 100%. And that loyalty factor is, yeah. oh, there's no loyalty from players in foot anymore. But there are countless examples of clubs who yeah. have not shown their, held up their end of the bargain. Well, I reckon it'd be interesting to see in the past 10, 15 years how many people have been one-cup players yep, well, across the board. You look at top 10 players in the comp right yeah. now, you've got Danger, Bud, um, Tommy Mitchell... Yep. There's three just to name Jager. Jager that you know, just off the top of your hat of folks that have been at different clubs and you two are prime examples as well. Yeah. I think the the hard one is the loyalty, like you feel you do feel a bit obliged to um, be loyal to a club that you got drafted to and picked up. Um but I think if you put in hard work for eight, nine years and, and you know, uh, both sides are happy to move on, then mm. you know, you shouldn't be ridiculed for moving moving clubs and um Opening up your options, I guess. They, if, yeah. if you start playing bad and they want to chop you, they'll chop you pretty quickly. Oh, they, so, and but they that, can change on you. As yeah. Clubs, as clubs talk as if it's a business decision. Yeah. In the interest of James Frawley, the businessman, it's yep. a business decision on oh. his front as well. So exactly. you can understand you can understand it from both sides. If you're a plumber working for one in company and you go to do the exact same job for whether it be a more money or a better location, whatever it might be, yeah, closer to home, success. like you're mad if you turn it down. Correct. And particularly this industry where it is a, a um, you know, such a short period of time you're in it. I, yeah. I think we just need to become better at that and more aware. Um, but hey, uh, that, that's a question for you though. Um, if you could have any player in the comp, contracted or not, and you could have them come to us via free agency, um, now, whether it be because you want to play with them or you think they would help out a team or oh. maybe they're just a player you'd like to play with because they seem like a good bloke. Who would that be? Question without notice. Is that to both of us? To both of you, yeah. I'd be, uh, I'd be pretty happy with big Tommy Lynch. But then uh, have big Ruff and Lynchy full forward center forward combo. Not bad. Yeah, right. Um, Don't have to play him anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. He uh, does generally play well against us, doesn't he? He's a freak. Yeah, he's a gun. Uh, I don't, I, I, for me, it'd be probably like one of these big... Uh, midfielders, we're we're not a tallish midfield, and um, you look at some of the big gun midfielders at the moment: Fife, Martin, Cripps, Bont. Any probably one of those would be a different look for our team. So I, yep. that's a bit of, I guess, list management type of thing that you look at. 
Is that just so you don't have to go in there as the bigger midfielder, so you don't have to run around? Oh, I'm playing ruck. He loves playing midfield. Yeah. And then I look at our team too, and probably over the next couple of years, a ruckman. A decent, uh, not a decent ruckman, but a, <laughs> a decent big ruckman because there we've you got. Go. You look at Segs and Big Boy; they're not your huge ruckman. Your huge, huge, like well, look at the three Freo ruckman on the weekend. Sandy's mm. a, uh, 118, Darcy's 115, and this Jones is 111. Oh, Mate, he's 115 as well. Like, yeah. and we've got Segs who's 98, two ki- two liters yeah. of milk heavy. Like, <laughs> if he drinks his milk, he's heavy. But yeah. other than that, he's just like yeah. blows over in the wind. Yeah. <laughs> No, you're right. Um, okay, so we can move on to our favourite weekly segment. I did flag that I reckon you'll be quite good at this one. You'll be a freak. So it's called How Hawthorne Are You? Put hard questions in here, hopefully. So right. the, it's just a trivia game. You've got a minute to answer as many questions as you can. I believe we've got ten. Um, so I got it right. So we have a bit of a scale. So zero is not Hawthorne at all. You have to go clean out your locker and never be seen again. What you did. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Oh, I'm back. I'm back. Yeah, back? Yeah, back? Ask, ask, how, ask how he has to come back. He has to go to the front desk, say, hi, oh, I'm yeah. Jack Fitzpatrick. Yeah. yeah. I don't, he doesn't have his thumbprint anymore. My thumbprint's on the thing. Yeah, so I have to go in. Yeah, I'm here. I'm well, recording the podcast. Yeah. Like, can I please go upstairs? Yep, I'm here to see Amy. Does she know who come are you? Who are you representing? Jack Fitzpatrick. That's quite funny. No wonder I'm not coming back. You don't leave. come in there. Okay. You just no, come, I don't. come straight to level one, move yeah. some move some gym gear, has a feed with lunch. I can't wait to eighty bucks a week out of his. We did this about two thirty, and then I went did physio weights, went had a spa, walked out. Fitzy's still in the change room. Talking oh, to sorry legs. for talking to people. Mate. I didn't realise it being <laughs> nice. It's part of the break. It's part of the break. He was here for about three hours. Oh, mate, come on. One to three. You about as Hawthorne as Noel Horn from yeah. One Direction who yeah. once wore a Hawthorne or a Hawks hat yeah. uh, four to seven you're pretty Hawthorne but you've got some work to do to reach Jack Fitzpatrick status right. and eight plus your Jack Fitzpatrick status right, so couldn't if I get, get any yeah. more Hawthorne okay. um, and the theory behind this is I would never ask anything I don't know the answer to as a Mad Hawks fan I reckon I could ask you a couple here you'd have no idea no nah, because I've already read them so I know the answers but did you know them before you read them uh, no because when I ask them I know them that's the point ah. <laughs> so, so why'd you read them we'll get, we'll get you to read them yep. I'll Critique. Um, the leaderboard, I think we had... Who got six? Smith would be right. Easy, easy got six. Got six. Yeah. Chipper, no, easy, got, yes. Chipper got two, was it? It was something. So are you in... Okay. So Chipper got two. Yeah, but more my heart. Um, Perko, oh, Perko, Tommy... She, I think Perko's a Hawks fan. Yeah, she was. Yeah, so she was quite good. So Sis, Chip, Sis and Tommy so, would be no minute. good. No, nah, Tommy was pretty good. Tommy was okay, yeah. Uh, Sis was okay. So, yeah, if you get four or more, you'll be in the top two. But right you might go for ten here. You can pass. Yeah, and you've got one I mean, minute. So as soon as I finish I? the last question, yeah. the first question, sorry, uh, the time will start. Yeah. You'll hear the Are you ready? Kicking. Yeah, Jared. Go. go. Who currently wears number 40 for the Hawks? Harry Jones. How yep. many current Hawthorne players are dads? Uh, five. Name the two players selected between Ruffy and Buddy in a 2004 draft. Uh, Griffin and Tamley. Yep. Who's kicked more goals in the brown and gold, John Peck or Demerit Brereton? Peck. What's the most votes Jared Ruffhead has ever polled in the Brownlow and 13. what year? 13 in 13. Oh, very good. Name five current Hawthorne players whose first name starts with J. James, Jared, James Warple, James Sicily, John Segler. Besides Tom Gee. Mitchell, which Hawk has the highest average AFL fantasy score in 2018? Uh, it's either McAvoy or Smith. How many goals does Jared Ruffhead have to kick to overtake Lance Franklin on Hawthorne's all-time goal-kicking tally? 24. 
get. Oh. In what year was the Hawks' first ever finals campaign? In what year was the Hawks' ever oh, finals campaign? Nah, I won't get that one. I would say, so it wouldn't spurn for years, 25 when they came in, 37. Oh, not too bad, but no. There's one more question. I'll, who's kicked more goals for the Hawks, James Frawley or Jack Fitzpatrick? Frawley? Yeah! yeah. <laughs> I couldn't believe that when I was researching that. I, I almost cried. Uh, I, only so I only got eight. You me? missed the uh, how many Hawthorne plays a dad. You went with five at six. Oh, I got six. Hold on. Henderson. Roughhead, Henderson, yeah. Pioplo, McAvoy, Burgoyne. Whitey. Ah, that's the one I missed in my head. Yep. Uh, and Liam Shields is the fantasy. He's behind Tom Mitchell. Oh, that's average, isn't it? Yeah. And what was uh, so the average, because Pups missed the game. And 25 goals. 25 goals. Yeah, 20, 20, 24. 24. So I've 20, kicked 527 and he's kicked 580. So that's 23. If I get 24, that's 581. Well, Amy's the one who wrote the questions. Amy! So we might have to, we, we'll go to review that one. And the first ever finals campaign was 1957. Three, four, five, <laughs> Sorry, six, Jared. seven. Although you didn't get to the Fitzpatrick Frawley one, so I don't know if I can give it to you because you didn't get it in a minute. No, I'll give it to you. Thank you. Yeah. Eight. Okay, well then you're seven. Uh, seven. Eight. So I'm Hawthorne as you. Uh, yeah, so you're Fitzpatrick but, stats. Uh-huh. Welcome. Yeah, you're seven, eh? Eight. One, two, three. Well, we only got, Six, seven. Oh, no, seven. What do we got here? So you're pretty awful. Yeah. <laughs> you missed. You can have a look at them if you like. No, I believe you. Uh, I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> I can. I'll keep going, Fitz. What's yeah. the next one? What else oh, we well, got? stolen my run sheet. What's next? Yeah, mate. Sorry, there we go. Yeah. Apology accepted. Oh, you're right. um, Sorry. We're talking about Essendon this weekend. Um, old rivals. Mm. Uh any stories from Essendon games? You, you weren't the line of the stand game. Is that you no. you were drafted, wasn't it? Yeah. Yep. So you missed the line of the stand, but you played in 2010, last round 2010. No, I missed that one too. Oh, were you one of the thousand that we had injured that day? Oh, I got injured a couple of weeks before. I nearly got up to play. Yeah. Um, Lazarus. <laughs> Knee surgery 10 <laughs> days later, I'm trying But... Uh, Dale Morris would have. <laughs> yeah, I was only 22, so they knew that they had to preserve him. Uh, yeah, I know. Well, Clarko said it, and we agree. We had the opposition meeting today. Um, they're arguably the Ford's form side of the comp. Um, got some great players in form. You look what um, Hurley was able to uh, do to Bud on Friday night. Bell Chambers is probably uh, the best ruckman. You look at Zach Merritt playing well. Stringer's come back, and people are saying that Devin Smith's the recruiter of the year. So it's going to be a huge game. You'd expect, what do you reckon, 60,000, 70,000 at the G on Saturday? There'll be a lot. You'll be there? Or you got, uh, no, I've got VFL. VFL, okay. so I won't be there. Um, but. You know, it's it's again, it's one that we we need to win. We don't have to worry about what happens at the end of the year if we keep winning these games. And uh, we said it the week before, Freo are just the next team in the way, and it's the same with Essendon this week. They're the ones that are between us and where we want to go, and we have to be on our game to beat them on Saturday. Yeah, and and do you find that the rivalry between Hawthorne and Essendon in the 80s was really strong? Do you find that still there? Like, do you hate losing to them, say, more than any other team, or does it not really transfer as much through these days? Not, not for us, because I think, uh, when I first came in anyway, they, we weren't a successful side to build yep. a rivalry up like that. Whereas you look at the rivalries against Geelong and Sydney now, uh, we've played each other in finals and grand finals, and they're the, they're the ones that you've built a rivalry, rivalry with over the past you know um, six to ten years. So these games are huge for fans because they know what it means to their club uh, from the past in, in what you said in the 80s and earlier than that. But in saying that, it's a it's a totally different group from both sides. So, uh, 
hopefully we just get the four points move on and we're here next week talking about the build up to the win that uh, would be very good Ge- Geelong the week yeah after? Geelong next week I believe that it's another Saturday game is it yeah, yeah we've got four Saturdays left mate four Saturday yeah, games Saturday is it yeah, yeah right okay well thank you for tuning in, uh, joining us Ruff it's been an absolute pleasure having the big dog the captain um, future legend of the footy club I, uh, I like what you're doing boys it's uh, it's good I was when I saw the podcast jump up, I was a little bit jealous, um, I must admit. <laughs> but I guess, like, Fish and Chips has got a good run, good name to it. You can't really... I'd probably get one just by myself and be like, Russ Podcast or something like that. <laughs> Russ Podcast. So you need to... <laughs> what if we have, like, say, a Fitz and Chips with the occasion, instead of, like, Flathead, make it rough. Like, something like that. <laughs> the, orange yeah. batted, the, orange the Orange Ruffy. The Orange Ruffy. The Orange Ruffy or something. Um, that might but work. I, I'm, I hope, feel I hope you're getting back. a lot of subscribers. Feel free to come back. You deserve it. Yeah, right. So, as we mentioned, Bombers this Saturday, um, one forty-five at the G. It'll be a huge game. Big ramifications for both clubs. We're pushing for top four, top eight, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. They're pushing for finals, um, and it will be a big crowd. So, uh, if you can't get there or whatnot, um, on Sunday, the Hawthorne women will be heading to Darabin um, to play the Darabin Falcons from 12 p.m., uh, whilst the Box Hill boys will be hosting the Pies at Box Hill City Oval at 2 p.m. Um, with both the... Uh, the girls and the boys, uh, well and truly in the hunt for finals, um, try and get down and show your support for there and make it a really good weekend for the Hawks. Hopefully we can have three three wins on the board. So That'd be nice. Once again, uh, Ruffy, thanks for coming on. And yeah, Chip, pleasure. as always, it's thanks been good to see you. Welcome back anytime. Time. Big Ruff. Oh, thank you, James. No worries, mate. Appreciate it. Cheers.